the playoffs are upon us and NBA action is in in full swing as well. You're going to have a matchup between Michigan and Washington, and you can check out all of the betting odds right on Bet Online. They have everything right at your fingertips for all your latest wagering info, news, and odds are going to be right there at Bet Online. You can either get on your phone or just straight on the website. Just make sure you use the code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now that we got all the heavy analytics out of the way, we can just talk some football here as the Washington Commanders host the Dallas Cowboys in the season finale. Second year in a row that they've done this. Last year was the debut game for Sam Howell, who came away victorious, even though they were playing against the Dallas starters through most of that game. And Dallas had something to play for then. And they also have something to play for this game. So I expect them to come out and try to win this game. Sam Howe getting a start again as he was named the starter over Jacoby Brissett. Trev, there's been this back and forth. Sam Howe gets benched for Jacoby. Jacoby has a hamstring injury. Sam comes back in as the starter. Now he's named as the starter. Where's your trust level with Sam as the starter for Sunday? Just get it over with. I mean, this last <laughs> game was not going to show me like, dang. Well, he might, he might actually could be QB one next year. We'll just build around. No, uh, I was a fan, a little bit biased because I'm a Tar Hill fan. But I watched his tape. He was better the year before he came out. Um, he lost weapons his senior year. Still put up some numbers, but I still think he was better when he had people help around him. Um, He's just not ready. He's not ready. Yes, he has some shiny moments. That Eagles game that we keep bringing up and the Broncos game where he had that throw to Terry McLaurin, that was beautiful. But it's a diamond in the like diamond in the rough, so to speak. Every dog has his day, another way to say it, in a positive way, though. So there's nothing that this game is going to make me trust him any more than I do now. Uh, he's the first quarterback that has started the entire <clears throat> season since Kirk Cousins five, year, five six years ago. So that's cool. He has a chance to get Terry McLaurin a thousand yards with like quarterback number a million and two. That's cool. He could get to four thousand yards. His I was about to say he's not that far off from. uh, That's cool. From but I mean, which is kind of remarkable when we had like the offense we put on the field every every week, and he's still almost through for four thousand yards. That's that's cool. But this there's nothing about this last game is going to make me think that I should trust him anymore than I do. I appreciate what he did for us but he's got a long way to go to be a winning quarterback. He has the tools apparently. We've seen it, but yeah, it just you're 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 out on the Sam Howell experience. Yeah, man, I'm done. Stoner, I we've had, you know, we've we've talked about it before and you we know that you're not a big EB guy, but Mike does want to flip the script on us here. I wouldn't throw Sam in the trash just yet, Mike says. What is your trust level with EB? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. Yeah. I, I don't have a very high level of trust with Eric Bieniemy either because he is, it just seems like he's incapable of adjusting to the talent that he has in front of him or the lack of talent, if you want to put it that way, because he just refuses to run the ball on a consistent basis. So 
you know you have a bad offensive line. You know you have a quarterback susceptible to taking sacks. Design something so that that doesn't happen. And it just feels like he refused to do that the entire year. However, great quarterbacks are great quarterbacks. And it doesn't matter your offensive coordinator. It doesn't matter your offensive line. It doesn't even matter your receivers for the most part. You can see it on the field week after week, no matter what. And you didn't see that with Sam after a certain amount of time. There was a period there where he was balling and you said, this is your future quarterback. But he proved over the course of a season, once defenses were able to figure out what his weaknesses were (laughs) and they were able to exploit him and he couldn't overcome it and he hasn't been able to overcome it. But I do have a hot take alert for you along the same lines here. And my hot take is, my hot take alert is, I wish we had a siren or something. (laughs) Taylor Heineke is the downfall of the Ron Rivera era. If Taylor Heineke did not tell Ron Rivera to start (laughs) Sam Howell in week 18 last year, game 17, if he had not done that, then Sam Howell wouldn't have gone out there and looked impressive. And, and, Ron Rivera would not have gone home and told his wife that, oh, I didn't realize this guy was a stud that we had here. Oh and my maybe God. they draft differently. Or maybe they go get a different guy in free agency. And maybe this season is completely different if Taylor Heineke hadn't shut his – or if he had shut his mouth and go <laughs> start Sam Howell in that last game last year. No, I think we're missing this. This is maybe the sound effect if it comes through here. Rim shot, because that's got to that's got to be a joke, right? That's got that's got to be a little bit of a joke. Well, it kind uh, of is, but Sony. the point it is, is, yeah, it's kind of along the same line. Is that what we saw last year in game eight or game seventeen, week eighteen? What we saw is a glimpse of what could possibly be, and their entire off season changed. With that one performance against the Cowboys in that last game. Because there was nobody here, nobody in their right mind who said Sam Howell could possibly be the future. Right. Until that game. Exactly. And now you've got the situation this year where it is one more game. What if he does go out and he balls cool. out? Cool. Congratulations, Sam Howell. You finished. Does that change the- people's minds? That, that no. is actually exactly what Brent was saying here. What no. happens if Sam has a great game against Dallas? And then we're we're talking about a QB in the first round. No. The, the thing with that is, and uh, Trev, I don't mean to, to no, jump on your toes there, is one great game isn't probably enough to erase the bad Thank games, you. the bad tape that we've seen. It does maybe show some promise that maybe the trade back, build up the line, stick with Sam and maybe another bridge quarterback just because they want to build up the, this team and the holes. They see that this roster maybe has more holes than they would like. I'm, I'm definitely in the Paul park of stoner with trusting what it is, but as far as Sam Howell and him having a good game, I want him to have the best game. I want Nathan. I no, want don't. him to walk away with a great game. No, you, you don't. And Not a victory for is. Washington. I do. No, I do. Because you don't, I Nathan, don't. because yes. that's going then to be the howlers that come back judgment. out. Right. I don't care about the howlers. Uh, I care about the GM's decision. Right. What if the GM looks at that tape? Let's say the any GM, GM is right here. worth their salt. Any GM, GM is worth right their here. salt who, who can look at the body of work. 
no, that no. he's put out is not going to sit there and take this one game, which we'll we'll just throw out some numbers: three hundred and fifty yards, three <laughs> touchdowns, and one interception. Okay. No, no, you zero better. interceptions. Twenty-three for twenty-seven for three forty-three. Three touchdowns, six rushes for 42 yards, and another touchdown. <laughs> then what are you going to say? You're going to say congratulations. And, a, and um, he ran over Micah Parsons on one of the touchdown runs. Congratulations. Okay. I absolutely would yards. play that clip over and over and over. <laughs> and I might have an entire Ref the District video that is just that on loop. Just watch, just let people watch it over and over again. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much with you, Nathan. I don't think there's anything that Sam can do in this game that is no. going to change the mind of a it's competent not. GM. But you don't know that we're getting a competent GM. No, we you are. you got to assume you're going to get a competent GM. No, we You are. might get a GM. You know, everybody wants these GMs with ties to North Carolina or something. And maybe they like Howell for that particular reason. Sure. Oh or you've God. got a GM that's tied to Philadelphia. And he watched the two Philadelphia games, and he he was a, a stud in the two games that they played against the Eagles. And yes. if the assistant GM for the Eagles, who's rumored to be in Washington's sights for the job, he saw Sam ball out for two games. He's like, you know what? Then he then he's uh, Josh Harris calls him up on the phone this week, and so this weekend his focus is on Washington and Dallas. And he sees him go out there and run over Micah Parsons and score four touchdowns. It might sway him. You just never know. Jim, and then Jim you're screwed. Here. And then this team is screwed. So there's nothing no, about Sam Howell is going to sway anyone outside of his own family. Let's yeah, just be Jim, honest right now. Yeah, Jim. Jim hitting the nail on the head. Right. If a new GM thinks that yes. Sam Howell's the QB, QB because of this one good game and not okay. the body of work. Hold on. Let All me right. finish Jim's comment. That's the first red flag that will be the same that will be in the same spot for years let, from now. Let me throw a hypothetical out to you both. And and Trev, I'll direct it directly at you first. What if this new GM comes in and he has all the credentials? Let's say he's the guy from Baltimore. Let's say he's the guy from San Francisco. Let's say he's the guy from Casey, whomever it is that everybody seems to think that they want here in Washington. And he has impeccable credentials. And what if he comes in and he says, I've seen the tape on Sam Howell, and Sam Howell just needs the proper coaching, and fill-in-the-blank is going to be my head coach, and fill-in-the-blank is going to be my OC, and Sam Howell is the guy for this team moving forward, and we're going to build the team around him. Are you going to automatically say, well, this guy is an idiot and I'm out on the commanders for good. No, for I will year. never be out for the commanders for good. I or you're going to be out for this year. So I, like, I could yeah, never, like, I could we're, never we're be just, out on the commanders. We're just doing good. what we did like last year, except we didn't draft. We've already had them. Like, no, can, we can, need... you can't be sold. No, if the guy from San Francisco comes in, he can't sell you on Sam Howell. No, because okay, like I said, no. just asking. I, I will say Nathan, this: I, Can you do that? Can he sell you? properly judge the GM. We talk about this with draft picks, right? There's no way you can just like, you can't say CJ Stroud is going to be a great quarterback off of one year. He definitely is projecting to be that way. You sure. can't call Emmanuel Forbes a bus because it's one year. 
you, it's you need time and i think a gm really needs probably three or four years to accurately judge and if he right. goes with sam howe this first year of mm-hmm. his tenure and he builds up an off uh, you know a team around sam howe I, but then goes a QB after that because Sam Howell next year with a better in line with better tools and everything, a new coach and all this other stuff doesn't work out. And then he drafts somebody, you know, kind of like what uh, Davis Mills was, kind of like what Gardner Minshew was, mm-hmm. you know, then and we get the QB that we want, then I'm not going to crucify him for going with Sam Howell again. But that is something down the line. In the moment, right. we're fans. We're fanatics. You know, we're supposed right. to be volatile. Okay, go back we're to that to- comment you posted from Lockdown Law. Yeah. If, he, if says he says that, that he's, he's the wrong, wrong hire. Guy. You can't say that. Why? There's not a because lot because you don't know yet. Because this guy who has credentials, he has more football talent knowledge in his pinky than everybody who's here watching this, and except probably except for me but he has more knowledge than everybody except for me uh I like this if comment. he says that then you have to trust that he knows what he's doing no bro josh harris been here for an entire season you let you think he's gonna let somebody else come in and be like hey i saw this and i think we should yes! well bring that comment back up gus i'm Which gonna crucify gus, gus, gus only because i love gus. i like that i'm agree with them I'm, yes. Gus Bus no. is coming here. Josh no. Harris will not allow no. a GM candidate to sell Thank him you. on how maybe a true B true QB competition, but not Thank an outright. You have just you have just what you have just done, Gus, <laughs> and you two, you two, Nathan and Trev, which way Nathan and yeah. Trev, what you have just described is Dan Snyder. You have just said you want the owner to base their GM choice on who the quarterback should be. You two are for, insane. For, for the record, I don't know how I got it? lumped into this. I do not know how, how I got lumped into it? this. You just agreed no, with No, I said as, no, I didn't agree with Gus. I read his comment because we have audio listeners, stoner. Oh, Sometimes you, you have to be attentive, okay? Gus, I did not Gus, agree Gus, with it. I read uh, okay. it because we needed the audio listeners to be able to understand what the argument was about. As far as that's concerned, I honestly, I don't think a GM is necessarily going to do that. We all the time, we take what Ron Rivera or head coaches say. And sometimes when you take it on face value, it's going to create great content, right? Because we can blow up and we can be excited about it and we can just be in the moment, right? But when you actually take a look at it and you read between the lines, a GM is going to be very smart with what he says about Sam Howell if that's who he sticks with. He's probably going to say, or she is going to say something to the effect of, I think that Sam Howell is a QB. We can build a roster around. He's, uh, you know, they're not going to be definitive statements to say Sam Howell is like we've seen from the current regime that he is the future. What we're going to see is we're going to see a head coach, an offensive coordinator, a GM football operations, people who say, if they don't take a QB and they stick with Sam Howell, they're going to say, we've seen things from Sam Howell that we believe we can win football games with. Those okay, are the things. Nathan. Those aren't necessarily saying 
we're going to keep Sam Howell in the future, but it is a, he's this quarterback this year. You're, you're, be careful. Your, your public affairs spin knowledge is showing. (laughs) All you're doing is you're just, you're talking about narratives and you're talking about press releases and you're talking about what people say in press conferences. I'm talking about what's really going on behind the scenes. Yeah, and behind and, the and scenes, he's not going to sit there. And he says, Snyder was pushing a bad QB on the franchise, which is true. In this scenario, Harris would be avoiding the backing of an unqualified QB. He's unqualified. Jo- you're saying Josh Harris, Josh is, Harris is, unqualified is unqualified to make that QB. decision. Josh Harris is unqualified to make that decision. And I don't want him making any sort of decision on his GM candidate based on who the quarterback who Josh Harris thinks the quarterback should be. Yeah, Mike, you Mike should, is with you. Mike Lee is with find you. Find the guy who is the best at evaluating talent and who is the best at understanding how to run a football organization and hire him regardless of what his view is <laughs> on who the quarterback should be next year. Oh, this is gonna be of, so this in is terms so of much Sam fun. Hall. Yeah, that's why oh, I'm we- saying if they bring in the guy from San Francisco. Or, or the rumors are the guy from Baltimore because Josh Harris loves how the Ravens are run, and you bring him in, and if that guy says Sam Howell's a QB of the future, hit your wagon to that guy and let's go. No! The future, because that guy knows more than any of us combined, except, like I said, except for probably me. You know, he, he, Well, I, you, like, you and Mike Lee here, because he agrees with you, Stoner. The only thing I want Harris to say is, Hey, you run the football team. I'm just going to sign the checks. Mike Lee, me and Mike, we're like this. Thanks, uh, Mike Lee, for jumping on there. The Code Docker earlier said, I'm really enjoying your show. We do appreciate everybody jumping on. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We've got plenty of things going on here. We've got a game against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, somebody uh, had put this up. It was locked on law. I had, had it right here. Uh, locked on law says, yeah, Dallas can have this one. Just get mm. uh, us out of this season. We drafted number two the year Rivera got here. We're drafting number two the year he leaves. Great improvement. <laughs> Ron Rivera was That's asked crazy. about his tenure here in Washington as we kind of assume there's going to be changes coming on Monday and how he feels about it. He said that he actually likes where the team is. <laughs> Trav, oh, I'm sorry. Do you like where the team is under Ron Rivera? Do you think Washington has improved as we head into week 18 here against the Dallas Cowboys in a position to get the number two overall pick, which is where we were the season before Ron Rivera came? He's an even keel guy. <laughs> it's been nothing but this since he's been here. No, I'm not happy where the team is. I'm tired of being right here. And this even year, won, yeah, and even we won the division at seven and nine during COVID and his him, him having cancer and this and that. And I still was like, eh. but I said at the same time, I was like, let's go because we made like we won the division, we made a postseason. But as far as the team goes, no, I'm not happy with that. Mm. I cannot believe this is why I'm. It's time for him to go. Thank you, Ron Rivera. You're a good man. But your time in the NFL is done. You can't even you can't even run a press conference, right? Like you, 
You're happy. You cannot. He's had you're some rough press conferences. Yeah, yeah. You're seriously up there saying you're happy where the team is right now. And I know it's for the press and you don't want to bash your team, but like. Or there, yourself. There's no, there's no way you can be happy. Just say, what did Mike Vrabel just do? I hate losing's bad. Losing's bad. Stop asking me. Losing sucks. Losing sucks. What do you think? Losing sucks. You know, like. You only heard that when Ron Rivera said, I got the, I prepped the damn papers for the, the analytics and this and that. I, that's me. That's me. That's the only fire you saw in the, pre- and the only honesty you saw in the press conference in all the years he's been here. So there's no way you can sit there and say you're happy with the team because that's BS, bro. It's BS. I, I, I think it's, it's not spin. saving your job. It's not mm-hmm. saving anybody else's job. It's the last press. Just let it out, bro. Your face, everything else says you're done except for this. So just go ahead and say you're like, yeah, we're bad. I'm not happy with where we are. That's just say it. He did in his defense, the the kind of the extended quote there was he said he knows that winning is important and that oh hasn't God. happened. So he talked about and didn't go as far as the Bruce Allen way of, of phrasing it, but did say that it was the other things, right? We we're winning off the field. He didn't say that. That's the Bruce Allen one but that's essentially what he was talking about was the things outside of actual wins and losses he is proud of what they've done so stoner mm-hmm. outside of wins and losses mm-hmm. do you do you agree with ron rivera here uh i hate to tell y'all absolutely i agree with him big time on how he has stabilized he has helped stabilize an organization obviously the biggest stabilization was getting a new owner but during that, the course of the three years that he was in charge of basically the entire organization, this coach-centric approach to where he ran everything, he was part mm-hmm. of the name change and all that other stuff. He was stabilizing this franchise as a whole prior to Dan Snyder selling the team. He was the face of the team. He answered every call in terms of press conferences for things that had nothing to do with what was going on on the field. And this organization became a little bit more respected. The reason he's losing a job is not because of what's going on outside of the football team. The reason is because the football team stinks and that's his main <laughs> priority. Yeah. But abs- I absolutely agree that he has done a very, very good job. Have you heard anything bad off the field since basically he's taken over? You've had a few little minor things, kind of dumb things that we all jump on, like Mark Mosley's name was misspelled on a name tag. The Sean Taylor. A lot uh, of not football stuff. Yeah. 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 But what you haven't heard is you haven't had uh, employees suing and, and season ticket holders suing, and you haven't had, you just haven't had a lot of that crap that you had for so long within, with the organization when Bruce Allen was in charge. But prior to Ron Rivera getting here. So I think that part he's done a good job of. But he could be perfect in all that. If you don't win football games, you're gone. And I'm okay with that too. Yes. So the I I do agree with you, Snowder. I do think that there's a lot of things that were outside the football stuff that you could get behind. And maybe the culture didn't quite change in a way that we expected it. Um that maybe we hoped for a little bit more winning. I know we hoped for a little bit more winning, but there were things uh, we we had up on the chat just a moment ago. The, the moment where 
you know, he, he had the team rallying behind him mm-hmm. and they won a big game and he threw something at the wall and it was, it was <laughs> them versus the world. Right. And he, he talked we about everything room. we need is in this room and they backed wow. him and they loved it and they wanted mm-hmm. him. The players, I think have started to kind of go away from Ron Rivera this season, largely because the record was no longer there. The That's not, exactly ju- right. not just the record though. Because the record was never really great, okay? Mm-hmm. They usually had mid-season runs that would at least get them 500, and they'd be in the playoff hunt. But I think because this team has been essentially out of the playoffs uh, race, and they knew that after losing to the Eagles the second time, and they mm-hmm. trade away two starters. When they did that, I can see the team kind of peeling away from Ron Rivera and realizing this isn't a ship we know. This is not someone we're going to tie ourselves to anymore. Let you me know, ask he, you this. He can talk. Hold on. He can talk all of the it's us against the world and we have to be a team and and we just have to do our job, right? That was mm-hmm. this year. This season's been so flipping Ooh, long. I need to write that okay. down. Do our job. Yeah, that was a good one. A good quote there for this year. This season's been so long. I forgot Jack Del Rio got fired this year. Okay. It's been yeah. forever. But he... he it's hard for people to follow you as a leader when things are not going right. Do your That's job right. only works so well when you're when you're actually winning football games. When you're on a losing streak the way they are and you trade away two of their top players, their most talented players, two of their most talented players, people don't want to hear do your job. No, nah, they nah. want you to do your job. Exactly. And they weren't seeing that. So I did start to see them peel away this year. But they believed in them all the way up until, I believe, that second Eagles loss. Stoner, you had a question for me. Yeah, I got a hypothetical for you all and for everybody who's here in the chat to, to respond to. But let's just say, again, it's a hypothetical. Let's just say Ron gets the job in what jobs are open? The Raiders. Okay? Let's just say Ron gets the head coaching job with the Raiders. Okay. Say Chargers. Chargers. All right, Chargers. Okay. He gets the job with the Chargers. Do you think for a second that anybody who's on this team now, and I'll use guys who are kind of ticked off at the moment, Jonathan Allen, right? Jonathan Allen has hinted that he wants out, right? Yeah. Do you think for a second that Jonathan Allen would not go to play for the Chargers because Ron Rivera is a head coach? Yes. Or do you think that he would? No. Everything being equal in nope. terms of pay is equal, whatever. Nope. nope. Ron no, Rivera's the coach he... in LA. No. Do you think John Allen would go and play? Nope. For I don't Chargers? think he would. No. I don't think he would. No. All right. Do you think that Terry McLaurin would go no. and play for the Chargers? No. No. All things being equal. No. All right. Let me give you one more. Do you think um, Jeremy Reeves would go and play for the – again, all things being equal. Yes. Would he go and play for Ron Rivera? Yes. I, so that one it might not be all things equal, though. I, they, I do, I'm saying equal to either he plays here or he so plays Tress there. Way is here, and and Revo has a, a bond with oh, come Tressway. On. You, can't, oh, come on. you can't say a guy. You yeah, don't I think, think other guys guy. have best friends here? I say I, yes, he would go play for Ron. I, why Reeves, is he though, would be somebody who? Tressway? Yeah, that's it. Okay, Tressway they, they do have a and Jeremy Reeves. 
Tress wouldn't go. But if if Submarines and Tressway ended up over there and Coach Rivera was there, yes, Reeves would definitely do it. If we sure. take away the 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 Tressway aspect, I am with Trev. Trev, I'm with you. I'm with you, Trev. Um, we haven't done that one in a while. No. I uh, I agree. Reeves would be someone who I think would go. That situation's a little different. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin is a player who has earned the respect of the league, has fought his way into being recognized as one of the league's best wide receivers. Okay. Jonathan Allen is one of the best NFL players. He is ranked in the top 50 of the NFL players. Probably won't be this next season, but this season, what was he, 35? I mean, he was up there. Mm-hmm. right yeah he was top yeah he he top he's not he's not somebody who needs to tie himself to a coach like that reeves on the other hand spent his entire career bouncing back and forth from the practice squad to the active roster and ron rivera was the coach who believed in him ron rivera was the mm-hmm. person who kept him on this roster, who gave him that starting chance, who led him and coached him into being an all-pro special teams player, a NFL PA all-pros. He's all-pro Revo, largely because of the work that Coach Ron Rivera and the leadership and the mentorship that he provided Jeremy Reeves. So, yes, okay. Jeremy Reeves would absolutely follow Ron yeah. Rivera. Well, I... I will say that I I think shocker. I think you're both wrong on this. Okay, I think they would go play for Ron Rivera. I think they respect the heck out of Ron Rivera. You don't win games, dog. Right, but they've been losing games, and therefore they're they're frustrated with it. But I don't think they've lost faith that Ron Rivera would yes. lead them to wins mm-hmm. in the right situation. Did I you, think John Allen would go play for Ron Rivera any day of the week. And I think hear, Terry McLaurin would, and Jeremy Reeves would, and Tress Way would. All these guys who are leaders and who are respected players, I think that they would go and play for Ron Rivera. No, bro. And, you, I and, mean, and Gus, I got to jump on Gus again. I'm not talking about, I'm saying the money's equal. He's, he's offered the same money here as he's offered out there. Everything I is just, equal. I don't see how you would want to go play for a man that led to that led you for the past four years to nothing but mediocrity. Yeah. Why would you? He hasn't been great on that. He. I I mean, you could you could still be his friend and go out and have drinks and dinner and hang out, but I wouldn't go necessarily play for that man and repeat the same thing I did just in a bigger, better city like L.A. All right. Next. Next hypothetical that kind of (laughs) piggybacks on that. Okay. okay. Will, will let me get the the right guy. Will Antonio Pierce get a head coaching job? Okay, they've the Raiders, lost more than they've won since he's taken over. Yes, the, he's, he's going to stay at the Raiders. As he's a loser. In terms the Raiders of are record. different, though, right? The Raiders, Raiders are, are different. They have Devontae Adams, bro. They have no, no, Max no, no, Crosby. No, but, like they now, have- what I'm saying, though, is is if you <laughs> look at their ownership, the Davis ownership, oh, yeah, okay, they go with some off-the-wall things, all right? Uh, I will say that Pierce's chance at being a head coach have absolutely taken a dive after the initial hype 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I can absolutely, I, so I don't think he's going to get a head coaching job. I do think that he will, because what was he before for them? He's like a linebacker coach, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah, declined to, so. he came from Arizona State All right. too. Antonio first, Pierce. Then, yeah. All right. Oh, I don't think he's going to be Dallas week. Why are we talking about this? Wait. Yeah. Just we're going to get back to it. Stoner's trying to make a point. So, but I'm generally curious about these things. Okay. Is Brandon Staley going to get a head coaching job? No. No, he's going to have to. Again? Are are we talking next season? I didn't no, say next season. Stoner. Eventually, no. he'll probably get a head coaching job. Of course, he will. All Jack these guys Del Rio had two head coaching jobs. You, you see this back Jack and forth. Del Rio yeah. won. Like he was, he actually won some games as a head coach. Brandon Staley. But how come he's still not a head coach? Because Brandon Staley wasn't wasn't weren't the Chargers in the playoffs, or they were just missed the playoffs. They, that's what it was. No, they missed the playoffs. Yeah, they but, can never uh, close a game out. The he point Justin is, Herbert and a Bosa twin, and Khalil. The Matt. point is, coaches get recycled all the time. And people go and play for them. Ron, if Ron Rivera, no, wants to, if he wants to, he will be a head coach again. If no, he, he wants will not, to, bro. Of course he will. I think he's he going to retire. But, is right. Let's let's see his he, track record. But be like, my point is, Ron. in all of this, I know we want to get back to Dallas. We, but the point in all something of this, other than Ron Rivera because he's literally got like four days left with right? us. The point in all of this is that the. Because you asked the question originally, Nathan, when you asked about culture. Yeah. Right. I didn't expect it to be a 15-minute conversation. (laughs) But the point is, the culture is bad on the field because Mm -hmm. they lost. It's not bad because they lost respect for Ron Rivera. Um, And that's the the truth. These guys (sighs) would play for Ron Rivera again if the situation came up. I don't know. Jonathan I, Allen says he wants out, and and there's going to be a new coach next year. He just wants out of Washington because you? he's he's been in this situation. Not if there's a new coach coming in. We'll 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 see all about that win. and how that's all going to be handled uh, right. going forward. Again, tangent, plenty, though, plenty of time. It's a fantastic tangent. Plenty of time yeah. as far as uh, that is concerned, and who's going to go there. Yeah. Um, Ron Rivera, likely not the coach in four days. He is the coach for this game. So is Eric Bieniemy, And Sam Howell is going to be QB1 for this game. Melinda had asked us, y'all talk about how bad our O-line is and our defense is. So why do we think Howell should have had a lot better year than he did while also throwing the ball like they like the down Fouts Chargers? He did air it out. Quite a bit, uh, Melinda, and he had some good moments, but even then he had some bad moments. Here for Dallas, Trev, Yeah, we've been very hard on him. He played three solid quarters. I'm not going to say good, but solid quarters against the um, San Francisco 49ers who have a good defense, we're a good team. Can he do the same? Can we see, maybe even dare speak it into existence, four solid quarters from our QB1 in Sam Howe? Uh, yeah. Um, this year, I feel like Dallas has given up more defensively than San Francisco this year. Um, 
San Francisco, when they've lost, they've lost, but, you know, whatever. But I feel like Dallas has – they've lost some games they shouldn't have lost, and that's because of their defense. Their offense is really good. Their defense is still good, don't get me wrong, but I feel like of the two, the defense is the more of a letdown. So I feel like Sam can just come out there and just ball. Just, yeah, do what you did against San Francisco, but make it last four quarters. But you've also got to pair that with EB. EB, you got to put Sam in the right position to do – what he did against San Francisco, whatever that game plan was, was working. It was great. It was 13-10 at halftime. And we had a chance to come out at halftime and take the lead. But like every year, we always come out three and out after halftime we get the ball, no matter who's the coach, who's the quarterback, it just happens. But anyways, so yeah. We were only down. It was uh, 20 to 10. Yeah. And at the end of the third quarter, it looked like Washington was going to score. But, but then, then at the start of the Sam fourth quarter, you Sam. have an interception. Sam is just not good at home. He's just not good at home. Uh, he throws a lot of picks at home. So, yes, to answer your question, he does have a chance because, like I said, the defense is a l- little more bendable, not break than San Francisco, but also at the same time, they're not a slouch defense, and they're playing for something. So they're going to be hungry, mm-hmm. and it's against Washington, and they love embarrassing us, and we're mm-hmm. playing at home, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yes, he has a, a chance, but likely probably not. Yeah, I don't think he has he has a shot at all. There's there's way too many factors going against him. He's yeah. he's a shot quarterback this year. His confidence is gone. Mm-hmm. He was he shouldn't even be playing. That's got to be in the back Why? of his mind somewhere because Jacoby should be playing if not for this hamstring injury, it's right? He got benched. People. Yeah, so Jacoby was supposed to be the starter against San Francisco and probably against Dallas here, so he should have been benched. And Sam knows it. Okay, well, then why not start Jake Fromm? Well, there was because, a lot of calls for Jake Fromm. And, I mean, just, uh, just, just, back, just to back up. A lot of, lot of Jake Fromm calls. If he's been benched two games and the next man up is Jacoby, then why not just go to Jake Fromm? Well, I got four words for you. Or maybe I just need two words for you. What? Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin <laughs> would not stand for that. And that's, and that's one of those things yeah, that sure. Ron will play till the end. He will fight to the end. Because Terry McLaurin deserves it. Jonathan Allen deserves to put the best players out there to try and win the game. They deserve that. And Ron will give that to them. Instead, he will not go out there and he will not tank the game. There's not a player, there is not a coach that wants to lose this week to Dallas. So Jared asks, what happens if we accidentally upset Dallas? I know I would be happy. I know Stoner would be happy. Trev, where do you stand on that? What what happens if we accidentally upset Dallas? Are you happy? I've got got a list here of things. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? You just, I mean, your team winning, it's winning against our most hated rival. We haven't won a game in seven games. There's one to know what it feels like to win again. We ruined something that Dallas is playing for, whether it's a playoff berth or a playoff yeah, seed. They, I think if they lose and Philadelphia beats the Giants. They then, have to win to be the one seed. Yeah, if they, they lose, have, Philly's a one well, seed. Well, right? no, the Niners locked up the one seed. It's it's the or NFC division. East is what yeah. it is. This is the division. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, host, getting to host a game. And we won a game. And we we just repeat last year. Spoil, make, being a spoiler for Dallas. So, yeah, That's I'll right. be happy. But it's not going to be like, yo. 
whoever's coming in might want to look at this game with Sam Howe or or any or any player on for that yeah. matter. Like if Jonathan Allen has four sacks, cool. If Deron Payne has four sacks and a forced fumble, a tip yeah. pass, cool. If St. Juice plays and has two pick six to the house, cool. But nothing from this game is going to make me say, hey, keep him around next year. Other than no. Sam Cosme, who's been no. doing it all year long. Sa- Sam Sam has actually That's been it. Sam Cosme has been the best Sam on the team. Yes. Uh for the record, because there's a lot of people who agree with the big dub network. Thanks for joining us tonight. Big dub. Big uh, if we beat Dallas, then I'm done with this team and locked on laws. If we, upset, back up we there, screw dude. ourselves, <laughs> put that back up there. there I can't believe what I'm seeing. This if is we the beat Dallas. Yeah. Then you're done with this team. People that, want that. Imagine, pick, bro. It is not, imagine telling that to your, to your grandfathers and your fathers who have been fans of this team forever. That you don't want them, that you will quit being a fan if they beat Dallas. That doesn't even I make mean, sense. That's crazy. But I, I understand and, there's context, but I'm just saying. I'm just, just and, and yes, I think a lot. That sentiment is not alone, right? That is not. They're not alone in thinking that. There are plenty of sure. people. In fact, just a few weeks ago, sixty percent of the fan base who were polled said they would rather Washington lose out. For a better draft pick that yeah. was several weeks ago imagine what it looks like now where washington is at the number two pick mm-hmm. and all they need to do is lose this game and then be in great position for it now gus is now trying to say you'll lose to dallas on sunday in order to beat them consistently over the next decade with the improved draft picks but gus promised me or didn't promise me but i asked gus over and over again to give me the pathway for Washington to keep two while beating Dallas, because that is what I can do it. That is absolutely what I would love to see. And so when I looked at what was there to try to piece this together and then, okay, now Gus gives it to us. Thank you, Gus. I have an applause (laughs) button here somewhere. Wait, I got one. Here we Good, good work here, Gus. So, if Washington beats <laughs> Dallas, this is the scenario we'd need to happen to keep the number two pick. Thanks again, Gus, for this. New England beats the Jets. New Orleans beats Atlanta. Arizona stuns Seattle, which is not out of the realm of possibility after beating the Eagles. And then in overtime, Sam throws a walk-off bomb to Terry as he does the cutthroat gesture to Parsons. Ron retires greater than 500, and we still have the number two number two pick. Everybody wins 30 to 24. Here's another, what, uh, here's another I love winner. It. I love it. You could actually lose this game, and I don't have the exact scenario in front. You could actually lose this game and fall to number four. Yep. So – you, you know, you could win and fall to seven. You could also win and stay at two and anywhere in between. And you can lose and stay at two, but you could also lose and fall to four. Yeah. Right because now, the Washington schedule yeah. is, is the first and we own tiebreaker. Tie it's first tiebreaker. Yeah. And those strength of schedules are very, very close for Washington, for uh, New England, and for Arizona. And so, their strength of schedule could drop based on what everybody else in the league does. The guy who does the playoff position for football night in America, Steve something. Or, or Naki. 
His tweet yeah, about does. it has been circulating. Yeah. So if you guys can out there listening yeah. and watching, go check him out on Twitter. He explains it to a T exactly what we're saying, but he's, he's in a more fantastic yeah. for that. He's fan for the playoff coverage. He does it for the uh, um, election, the politics and elections mm-hmm. and stuff. He's fantastic with that. And uh, so four might be out of the range there because uh, as Gus is saying, they're the strength of schedule being the tiebreaker. Arizona's is actually much worse than Washington. Okay. Mm-hmm. But between new England and Washington, you're talking about a 0. 0.03. And that is why we're all saints fans this weekend. Yes. That is the game that we are most interested in. We do need the saints to win against uh, Atlanta. And that almost all but guarantees that we'll be uh, have a worse strength of schedule than the new England Patriots. So if we Mm -hmm. end up with the same record, which means new England beats the jets and we beat Dallas, we, as long as new Orleans beats Atlanta, we will still be there. Now the Arizona game does play a part there, but that one's not so hard to believe. Right. So Washington still has a, uh, has a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Mm Mm-hmm. And I will take it. I will absolutely 100% I'll put a dollar dollar on that. Let me take it. I will absolutely go hog wild crazy on Sunday. If Washington wins and that falls that way, which by the way, hold on, let's see here. We play at 325 on 425. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm in central time. So 425. And all, let's see, uh, let's see. The games we need are the Jets Patriots playing at noon, the Falcon Saints playing at noon, and Arizona Cardinals playing right there at 425 as well. So noon same would time. be one o'clock. Yeah. So same time. So we will know at least on the New Orleans and the Patriots front uh, front first thing. So. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, if the Patriots win and the Saints win, and you weren't in the you weren't cheering on Arizona and Washington, I don't know what to tell you. I really mm. don't. I try not to tell people how to fan, but I might lose my dang on mine if that happens and it's 425 and we're streaming the play-by-play and commentary, and you've come to join us and you're cheering on Dallas against us because <laughs> there's a chance, there's an absolute chance there. For that so to happen, there's a chance. <laughs> there, yeah, there's a there, chance. There's a, again, the scenarios are so crazy, it and they're so wild. everywhere from two to seven wins, losses, everything all in between that you can't, you can't sort of use all of these perfect scenarios to try and get what you want. You just got to play the game, you win the game, and you figure out what your draft position is, and you make the right choice. You play the end up with number three. Or if you end up at number five, whatever, okay. then figure it out and go get your quarterback if that's Thank what you, you want to do. You don't play for draft picks. You play to win the game. And that's how right. important is this from Burgundy and Gold Convos? Yeah. I want to send yeah. Dallas on exactly, the road. because they're undefeated the at home this season. Send them on the road. Send they them back. Right. They're much better at home. Yeah, and care. you want to go? They're still Dallas. They're still going to choke. <laughs> Do you know. really want to go over six in the NFC East this year? No, no. You know? Do you want to just have all of this embarrassment? It's four and thirteen record <laughs> going into the offseason with eight straight losses. 
Five and twelve, sucks. baby. Hey, I said twelve and five. I just didn't know it'd be the other <laughs> yeah, way just, around. Uh, other, yeah. yeah, just just had it flip flop. You're like, oh, don't losses come first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, do you remember when the when the Redskins did that one year? They on their web page they listed the NFC East standings and they listed it from the bottom to the top. Oh, so I do remember. Was number yeah. one. Yes, Snyder, Snyderism there. That was absolutely yeah, was Snyderism. Uh, Jim McDonald, number two pick, might be the first sign Snyder curse is lifting off of us. How about oh, this? The, the uh, number two pick, we had a number two pick under Snyder. So I'm not going to get too carried yeah. away with that uh, as far as lifting the curse. I will I think the curse win. is lifted when Washington has an 11-win season, when we are throwing a Super Bowl parade because we want Woo. them to win, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in the cool down. We've got your game predictions. Make sure you get yours in the chat. Let us know how you think the game is going to go, and of course, we'll be doing dollar dollar as well, so stick with us here for the cool down. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.